Hey, hi, welcome to our very first More Mama's Boy. I'll produce one of these. I'll try to do once a week or maybe a couple times a month when I've got a ton of content that I think you could enjoy and it just doesn't fit into the whole weekly schedule. And I was really excited about this interview and I planned it a couple of weeks ago and I'm really excited for you to uh, you to check it out. Um, so if you're brand new to this podcast, uh, this is not a typical episode. I'll invite you, especially if you come in from the Enneagram and Coffee people, um, check out my other episodes. Uh, it's a podcast that I do uh, based around the wisdom of my mom and we talk about our lives and we talk about uh let's see today on the other episode we talk about uh, sombreros and can white people wear them uh it's 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 a fun podcast if you like radio morning shows and that's what i am a radio morning show host uh, i think you'll hopefully enjoy this but also got like a lot of wisdom that i think can change your life so that's why we're here today uh, I am excited for my guest today because this is one of those terms that I heard from a girl that I was dating, and I, of course, instantly did it because I was trying to impress her, and <laughs> I learned so much about myself, uh, all because of a number, and it's probably a term that you may have heard as well, and you may actually follow her on Instagram. Um, this is Sarah Jane Case. She is an author, speaker, and podcaster out of Asheville, North Carolina. And I know her from her uh, her Instagram account, which is Enneagram and Coffee, Enneagram and Coffee. And I'll link to all this in the show notes. Uh, she also has a podcast, Enneagram and Coffee, and a brand new book that's coming out called The Honest Enneagram. Sarah Jane, it's so good to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I, I purposely did not want to do too much research on the topic because I didn't want to come in being like, yeah, duh, I know exactly what this is. I want to take it from my ignorant self of exactly what the hell are these Enneagrams that all of us keep hearing about. And it doesn't seem until recently that term even popped up in my world. Maybe a year ago, I was welcome to it. Yeah. So I think the simplest way to describe it is the Enneagram is – information about who we think we have to be in order to be loved, accepted, safe, okay. Um, So it's nine distinct types and you've heard it described as numbers, like one through nine. Um, And each one has a different basic fear, a different motivation. And those are kind of the worldview. So it's kind of the lens we've viewed the world through our whole lives. And we didn't realize that everyone else didn't think they had to be this thing that we think we have to be. That was actually that's that's really good. It's like I've been sitting here trying to explain it to people for the last couple of months. Like, what's your enneagram number? They're like, what is that? And I'm like, you know, the number that you base your life around. And they look at me kind of crazy. So that's a much better definition than I give it. So I have to be honest that I I did a test. And is there one that you recommend to people? Because if you go on Google and you type in enneagram test, you're going to mm-hmm. get like a million results that come up. Yeah. So honestly, most of the free tests are so inaccurate that they're kind of a waste of your time. They can be a little bit more confusing than helpful. So for most people, I recommend reading the descriptions. Enneagraminstitute.com has really great descriptions. And once you read your type, you're more inclined to to kind of recognize it pretty quickly because it makes you feel really uncomfortable very soon. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly how I felt. So I took one of the tests and I couldn't tell you which one it was now. Um, And I started reading through the the nine different types. And I'm like, some of these are really cool. Like, I really hope that I end up being one of these. And then I end up after I take my test as a number six, which to me 
is maybe the most unfun of all the numbers. <laughs> I think a lot of us feel that way about our type because it's calling us out, you know, for the things that we keep doing in our lives that aren't working. And right. so we feel a little bit like it's not that exciting or we're just used to it, you know? So the number six is the loyalist. And mm-hmm. it sounds really cool on paper, right? And I do find myself to be a super loyal human being. Mm-hmm. But it's also the second part of them is so true about me and so uh, not flattering is I just don't trust anybody. Like I question everything. And it was so funny with this girl that I was dating at the time is every time that I would say something that was untrusting, she'd be like, here it goes. Number six, here she's showing up again. Number six. Okay. So I think it's also helpful to know that it's tempting to do that, right? Where we say, oh, they're being such a number right now. They're being such a Mm -hmm. six. Um, But I think that's actually pretty objectifying. um, And we don't realize that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to point out like, hey, this is a thing that you do. But really, it, it it makes us it simplifies humans in a way that doesn't help. Um, so I just want to like pause on that, and then I can talk about six. Um, yeah. So with with our sixes, yeah, sixes are the loyalist. The basic desire is for safety and security, and sixes tend to have this push pull with authority or with trust, where you know a new person comes in, they're they're skeptical of those new people and you kind of have to prove um, your trustworthiness. But once mm. you get th- over that threshold, then the sixes are, tend to be very loyal um, and can sometimes give up their own inner authority to the authority figures in their life. So kind of seeking out counsel, seeking out advice um, from the people who they admire the most. And um, other things that can come up for sixes can be kind of attempting to tell the future, looking toward a lot of sixes, they describe it as preparation. Um, a lot of Enneagram work talks about it as kind of an ang- anxious um, worst case scenario thinking, but sixes right. I've talked to tend to say like, no, I'm just prepared. And um, <laughs> For yeah. impending doom, if a case it's there or not, either way, yeah. I know I'll, I'll be prepared for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of, and that, that could not be more like me. So mm-hmm. then I, okay. So then I started to get really curious and that's actually when I started following your Instagram account. And I think mm-hmm. once you find your number, uh, you're following Sarah Jane's Instagram, the Enneagram and coffee is really interesting because there are so many little things on there that I'm like, Oh my God, that is so me. But <laughs> my question is, is like, once you find out your number, your Enneagram number, how do you use that to benefit your life? Mm-hmm. So I think the first step is just the awareness building, right? We, we all of a sudden start to notice patterns. And and so the first step is the noticing. And I believe the second step is the separation. So recognizing that we are not the number. The number is what we think we have to be. And so Mm -hmm. we can live a life that is much more full than the limitations that this personality that we've adopted tells us we can do. So for me as a seven, I think I have to be happy all the time or I have to be in the feel-good space all the time. And that's so limiting in my ability to enjoy relationships in a deep and complex way, um, to stick through hard, difficult things. And it really limited my life. So creating the separation between, yes, I think I have to be happy and satisfied at all times, but I am not that number. I can experience darkness. I can sit with my pain. The number can't. So creating that separation 
And then the final thing is looking for tools that support that growth. So the Enneagram is kind of this map. It's the information about where we need to, like how to get there, but we need tools. You know, if we're looking at a map, we have the directions, but we need a car, we need gas, you know, we need the tools to get there. So you can get more information about what kind of tools you need from your Enneagram type. Okay, so as a number six, let's take this as a you know a personal experience for me. As a number six, now and, and I know that is my Enneagram number now, and there's probably a lot of people, this may be your very first introduction to even that term. But what what when I find out what my number is, now what? Yeah. So um <laughs> I think the first thing for you as a six is to know, okay, I actually am fine here and now. And if I'm, even if I don't have security, I'm okay. And I, you know, I've listened to your podcast. I know kind of the circumstances of your life and the things you're sharing about. You're kind of being forced into that journey right now. Like you're kind of being forced into that space of I'm okay. Like the worst things happened and I'm fine. My safety, my mm-hmm. security, I they're gone and I'm still here. Um, so that's the first recognition. Interesting. And then, and then the second, you know, thinking about tools for sixes, a lot of tools for sixes require presence practice. You know, how can you stay in this moment? Um, I, I often recommend meditation to my, to my sixes, but I usually get a little bit of pushback. Like, I don't like that. Um, (laughs) and I think it's because the mind moves so fast. (laughs) (laughs) We've never met before this, but it's it's like, you already know me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a really good book. I wish I could remember the exact title, but it's, it's something like meditation for people who don't want to meditate. Um, (laughs) and I think, I think it's literally called jittery skeptics. Um, okay. And, and I always recommend that, recommend that to sixes because it's this, um, information on how do we build this practice out and, and not really have to become like what we think someone who meditates is or perfect meditation in some way. Mm, Um, Interesting. But it it really is just creating space and time between your thoughts, your reactions and your behavior. So. How can people use this in relationships? Because I know there are a lot of different websites too that like, okay, you need to either be with this kind of person or this kind of person. If you're with this kind of person, if you're this number, then be careful for this number or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I honestly believe that whatever number can be with whatever number. Um, It's just that you both need to be doing the work. If you're both on the journey, not the Enneagram work necessarily, but just the work of being aware and trying to be the best that you can be in terms of love and connection. And, um, and so in that way, all numbers can work together, but you're just going to want to find someone who's working on the, working on their stuff. Now with using it as a tool for relationships, you can, you know, start to understand motivations and fears. You can start to understand why your, you know, people in your life, are the way that they are. You know, they choose mm. certain behaviors because they're scared or they're driven by certain things that um, you may not be driven by. So a common one is that our twos, they're the helper. They're relationship focused in every area of their life. That's how they see the world in relationships. Can I tell you that most girls that I end up dating are number twos? <laughs> they are. Yeah. Why and do you think that I is? Don't- I, I don't know. That's <laughs> this is your expertise, not mine. What? Well, I mean, 
it, it almost seems like every time because I always get curious uh, and then I'm like, hey, take this test. I take an Enneagram test. Let's just kind of find out what it is. And they always end up as number twos. They're always the helper, mm-hmm. which is number two. Well, actually, a lot of women mistype as two when they take the test. Interesting. Um, because our culture it it solidifies that we're supposed to be twos. And so when we are taking the test, if you're answering the way that you think you're supposed to answer, most uh, women will type as a two. Well, that's maybe that's what it is then. <laughs> maybe that's the coincidence whole thing. Oh, that's why they're all twos because they all feel like they have to be twos. Maybe that's uh, yeah. that makes sense. But that's I, I found that really interesting. That it seems to be like every time that they take it, it ends up ends up being a two. So yeah. let's just I, I don't know I don't know your situation, but are you how do you use this number? Uh, you're number seven practically in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, a lot of my work has been comfort with pain. And and we say pain, and I think for me it's felt more like dissatisfaction. Like I want everything that I want, and I want it right now, and I want I all of it. I don't even just want the things I want. I want to want everything. Mm-hmm. And so the the work that I've had to do is allowing there to be restrictions and limitations because if you want to be in a committed relationship, if you want to raise another human, there are inherent limitations. And that's really upsetting to a type seven um, who's not aware of the work, right? If if you're not aware that that's what you're supposed to sacrifice or sacrifice is normal or compromise is normal, you're going to think that anything that's asking that of you needs to be eliminated. At least that was my experience. So mm-hmm. um, I would move on from things before I worked on them or I would be like, this doesn't feel good. I'm ready for the next thing that would feel good. And the Enneagram has really helped me to slow down, to have the hard conversations, to not leave before you know, before we get to the other side of pain and to really be able to trudge through the mud with people. Hmm. This is all really deep. How did you even come into this space? Yeah. So before I found the Enneagram, I was a coach. So I did work with um, people who were creative entrepreneurs who were experiencing or trying to prevent burnout. And Mm -hmm. so I was already doing work in the human world, like helping people to understand themselves and to um, get creative about the way that they're working. So I found the Enneagram when I was doing that work, and it really gave me kind of this jump start into working with people around understanding why they're choosing to overwork, why they're choosing to under undercharge or things like that. So um, that's kind of where I found it. And then it took me a really long time to type because I tested as a two, and I could relate a little bit to two, but not a ton. And I just, everybody in my life thought I was a different number. It was really confusing for me. And it took me a long time to really accept that I was a seven. And so through that process, I got really interested in all the numbers. Um, I'm just fascinated by human psyche. And so Mm -hmm. I got really obsessed and went down a rabbit hole for about five years until I finally was like, I should find an outlet for this (laughs) because I'm annoying everyone in my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so here you are now with, I mean, it, it, truly uh, over half a million people on Instagram and the book is coming. When, when will the book come out? Do you know when the book's out yet? It just released. Yeah. So it's out, it's oh, out okay. in the world now. And so give me a rundown of, of why, why should I purchase the book? How is it going to help me personally? 
Mm-hmm. So the way that I structured the book is um, from a sense of self-compassion. So a lot of times when you find the Enneagram, you read your number. It's pretty harsh. Um, it's written from like a pretty straightforward kind of clinical perspective. And I wanted to write from a place of compassionate understanding. So yes, you have these tendencies, but let's talk about why this comes up. Let's be understanding. And so if you're someone who tries to do personal growth work through shame, which a lot of us do, we, we kind of shame ourselves into being who we want to be, then my book is going to be really helpful for you in terms of how do I communicate with myself better so that I can have a loving, tender um, path to growth. And mm-hmm. we get a lot more results when we're compassionate and kind to ourselves. So that's the first piece. And the second piece is that I really put in these tools. So like I said, the Enneagram is a map, but we need tools to actually do the work. And so I have a method called the Honest Method where I break down how do you actually do the work um, with the Enneagram. And we kind of talk about each of those steps along the way. And so if you're interested in getting into the nitty gritty and doing actual tangible practices with the with the work of the Enneagram, then it would be a good fit as well. I think that's really cool. Well, make sure you pick it up. Amazon, is this the best spot to get it or your website or what's the best way to order the book? Yeah, there's actually a website called bookshop.org that I highly recommend. Um, They're donating a portion of their what they make back to local bookstores, which really need our help right now. So um, if you can buy it through bookshop.org, that would mean a lot. Amazing. I will tell you that it's the whole thing has been fascinating to me, and I think that you'll find it fascinating too. If you're kind of on this, uh, for the last two years, I've kind of been on this self-exploration of who am I, and I know that the Enneagram, as much as I haven't really delved into it, just even following your Instagram has been really interesting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am such a number six. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that, that is why I act like that way. Oh, that does sound like me. And I think once you figure out your number, you'll really start to be able to unlock other parts of yourself too. So I think it's super fascinating. I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Of course, the book is The Honest Enneagram. Uh, The Instagram that you should follow is Instagram.com slash Enneagram and coffee. And of course, I'll link to all this. And you want to break down your podcast really quick too, because obviously you've got, you know, the audience that's already here. So what do you talk about on your podcast for, I've checked out a couple episodes, but how would you, how would you pitch it? Yeah. So the Instagram is kind of entertainment, right? So kind of, we build community around this. And then the podcast is very informational. So we go into what is the Enneagram. I break down every single number. We talk about elements of the Enneagram. And it's very, just if you're wanting to learn about the Enneagram and get it, and you're an audible learner, it's really good fit. Yeah, totally. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Congratulations on all the success. And I'm sure the book will be just as big. So good luck with everything. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.